full message, but I just want to share some things from my spirit, if you will. Uh, what's next? How to dream with God. What's next? How to dream with God. Everything around us is shaking. Everything around us is moving. Nothing is permanent. Over the last week, the world was shaken by the news of Silicon Valley Bank. Some of you might have heard about it. Yes, yes. Silicon Valley Bank was a bank that primarily funded and financed technology companies. You may have never heard of Silicon Valley Bank until what recently happened. But Silicon Valley Bank is the bank that was used and established, I'm watching where I'm moving, that was used and established for the distinct and special purpose of financing all of the startup companies that we are aware of today. For example, Facebook, Google, Instagram, before it was purchased by Facebook, YouTube, before it was purchased by Google, all of these companies were developed, devised, Many of the students were still from Stanford University. Uh, they would get financing, they would get conceptualization for their ideas, and then they would get financing from one bank. Here's the challenge. The challenge is that this bank relied solely on, and I spoke with several finance professionals on this, that bank relied solely on the financing that it gave for startup companies for its survival. It had never diversified its portfolio. I want you to hear me. It had never diversified its portfolio. It had never stopped to pay attention to what was happening around it. And because of that, once everything changed, Nothing was the same again. Are you with me? And here's something that I want us to understand. And here's something I want us to realize uh, as I'm sharing this word this morning. Uh, the problem is they put all of their eggs in one basket. Amen. And whenever we do something like that, we run the risk of finding ourselves in a tough spot because there was nothing else for them to fall back on. And as a result, the entire world began to get scared and frustrated and confused because they were trying to figure out what in the world they were going to do as all of the deposits and everything began to get in turmoil. And here's what I want us to understand, because someone sent me a message asking me about my thoughts on it. And so I wanted to address that as I'm ministering today. Uh, the word of God never tells us that trouble won't come. Amen. Yes. 
Trouble has a way of finding your address even if you don't tell them to mail you a letter. Amen. Wow. Amen. Trouble has a way to find you while you're on your way in your regular life. Trouble has a way of interjecting itself in your commute. Trouble has a way of finding itself in your family. Trouble has a way of finding itself in your connections. Trouble has a way of finding itself in your relationships. There are many examples of trouble. But here is where I want us to understand, and here is what I want us to, um, to know and to realize, is that despite all of the trouble, streams have gone out, despite all of the trouble that is around us, despite all of the trouble that is in front of us, we must be reminded of the promises of God. Yes. That despite all of this, he promised. Never to leave us, never to forsake us, and never to hinder that which he has spoken. And here's where I want to land with this, because this is extremely critical for where we are. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter number 3, the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord. He ministered before the Lord. He ministered. Everybody say he ministered. Thank you. Lady Dawes keeping us posted on social media. He ministered before the Lord. And what happens here? Under Eli, this is where I want to land. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. Uh, now, I want to ask my deacons, can I, can I, can I come down? Amen. Thank you, Deacons. Uh, the word of the Lord was rare. Now, let's go a step deeper. You ready? Come on. Come on. You, you know how I do. The word of the Lord was rare. That word, word there, is in its original Hebrew, the word devar, or devar in Hebrew, D-A-B-A-R. It is indicative of Genesis chapter 1, where God says in Genesis 1, verse number 1, in the beginning, God, right, created the heavens and the earth. And God said what? Let there be light. light. Isn't that what it said? Okay, I'm not, I'm not telling you what I heard somebody say on, 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 on stars. Okay, Amen. this is what the word says. Let there be light. So the word, word, Debar, is the let there be of God. The word Debar is the let there be of God. It is the creative word of God. So it says the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. So the word of the Lord being rare in those days, hear me carefully, is the fact that there was no life-giving word in those days. So they were worshiping according to ritual, but there was no word being released. They were worshiping according to habit and pattern, but there was no word being released. Don't you hear what I'm saying? And it is very possible, it is very possible, it is very possible for us to live in a society, to live in a season, to live in a reality.
reality where a whole lot is happening and not happening at the same time. So we can come to church by ritual and not know God. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. We can come and do it just because it's what we do and not know God. We can enjoy and have a good time and nobody be changed and not know God. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So notice now, I, I want to go a step further. He's ministering under Eli. Having some tech challenges. People of God, let's pray. Uh, as that gets done, I know that's an attack of the enemy. We, and so notice here, he says, uh, there were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were dim. Now, you got to understand, one era was ending. Another era was beginning. One era was ending. Another era was beginning. Check the round. One era was ending, another era was beginning. Look at if you have to. Notice here what happens. Notice here what happens. Bible says, Bible says he was training under Eli. As he's training under Eli, and he's laying in his usual place, the lamp of God had not yet gone out. And as Eli is lying there in the house of the Lord, he begins to hear from God. I want you to write this down. The power of place. The power of place. Do you we good? The power of place. The power of place. Notice where he is. He is specifically seated in the house of God. And because he's seated in the house of God, he is able to receive a word from God. Sometimes we get in trouble because we go to the wrong places. Wow. Wow. Can I talk to anybody? Talk to us. Sometimes we get in trouble because we're at the wrong place. And it is not so easy to hear certain things in the wrong place. Place in scripture is extremely important because one place denoted one spirit, another place brought another spirit. Amen. That's why you have to be very careful who you allow in your place. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm Amen. saying? Because if you allow the wrong thing in your place, it'll take you out of place. Wow. And so he is at the right place. And because he's at the right place, he is positioned to hear from God. Are you with me? Yeah. And so notice what the Bible says. Lamp had gone out, lying down. The Lord calls Samuel, Samuel of God. Here I am. Here I am. 
Eli because Eli is the only one there. So he goes back and says to Eli, I came here because you called me. Eli says, I didn't call you. Why does he go to Eli? Because Eli was the closest voice he had to know who God's voice was. In other words, Eli's voice was the voice he assumed was the voice of God because that was the voice of God for his life. That's why you have to be very careful what you watch online, what you allow to feed you, what you allow to speak into you, what things you share and all of that because you can't eat at everybody's table and if you do, you'll get sick. There you go. So everybody cannot feed you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. Everything cannot feed you. Every word is not from God. And just because something sounds good does not mean it is sound. Mm. Amen. And we are living in a day and age today when for many, ministry has become performative. Amen. Ministry has become performative. For many, ministry has become performative. Are we back up? Ministry has become performative. Thank you. And because ministry has become performative, notice what happens when ministry becomes performative. Whenever ministry becomes performative, we do things to elicit or evoke a response. <laughs> I know somebody going to like this word, but it's the truth. We do things deliberately to evoke a response. I'll never forget Bishop David Evans asked me one day years ago, Yes. And we're eating lunch in Orlando. And he said to me, he said, your pastor? I said, yes. He said, do you preach for congregational response or culture change? Mm. He said, there's a difference between saying something to get someone to respond back. And that is a blessing in our tradition. But it's a whole other thing for transformation to come. Amen. And you can sit in a place like a man by the pool for 38 years and never change. Yes. Pool is right in front of you. You sitting there. I know some folk that I grew up with church, they, they, they came for years, but Christ was not in them. Amen. Because it came out of their mouth whenever we had meetings. You say, what's your whole life? What are you, what are you saying your whole life? And you no, get up there, how in the world are you like that, that Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? There you go. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Mm. And it's far easier today to post a meme than to have Christ meaning something in you. Wow. 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 The word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. So God is now shifting from the order of Eli to the order of Samuel. And I believe this is a prophetic picture of where we are right now. God is shifting us from the order of Eli, thank you Jesus, into the order of Samuel. And it is a moment in which we're going to have to move by revelation and not by response. We have to move, say with me, by revelation and not by response. Because let me tell you something, sometimes... Uh, uh, you're going to have to make some moves that ain't nobody going to be happy with. Ooh, Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. And, and I'll never forget, uh, uh, in my life, you know, I had to adjust because everybody always thought I heard from God when it came to something they wanted to hear. 
And then there were times when the Lord was dealing with me and stuff, and I knew it was God dealing with me, and everybody thought I was crazy. Yep. Why? Because the other times, I was fine as long as it benefited them. Do you know there's some people that only hang around you as long as it benefits them? Amen. Hello, somebody online. Hello, someone in the house of God. Hello, media team. Am I telling the truth? Yes. There are some people that will hang around you. There's some folk that only want to be with you. They ain't you and all kinds of stuff as long as it benefits them. And then when you really get in need, you realize you didn't have as many folk for you as you mm. Oh. Amen. Wow. And so notice here what's going on. Moving quickly. I'm paying attention to my time. Notice here now. He says, here I am for you have called me. It happens three times. Why? Because God is doing something uniquely in him that he has not seen before. And whenever God does something uniquely in us that we have never seen before, it will always be uncomfortable. I prophesy, I prophesy to you that God is getting ready to do some things in your life that you have never seen before and is going to make some other people uncomfortable. But that's all right. Stay with the Lord. Amen. And obey what he's called you to do. Amen. Because he who has promised yes. is faithful. Everybody say that with me. He who has promised. He who has promised. Is faithful. Is faithful. What does that mean? That means that whatever God has said mm. is going to happen. Yes. <laughs> I've had to encourage myself in that. Yes. I'm telling you, because, you know, I was, I'm always one of those people, my mother and my family tell you, they used to call me crazy faith. I'm one of those people that just Amen. walk out, step out on water and all that kind of stuff. And, but the pandemic, uh, 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 it, it caught my bluff. Because we was all speaking and declaring, and this thing was still ravaging all over the world. Yes. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Right. We, we all have believed God this whole three years. Am I lying? Am I talking right? We all believe God, and yet we still saw loved ones come to grips with this disease. Am I talking to anybody? Yes. We saw people that we knew uh, fighting for their lives on ventilators. We, we saw many, and, and so we all had to sit there and say, God, what in the world is going on? Amen. New Year's Eve, 2019 into 2020, all of us jumping and shouting about the new decade. Had no idea what we were getting ready to step into. And there are moments in our lives in which we will have no control over what it is we face. But that does not mean that in those moments, God is not there. And I want to say to somebody today, even though things sometimes feel uncomfortable, you've got to come to the place in which you know that you know that you know that you know that even though things don't always make sense, he will not leave you. Somebody type in, text it, and declare it, God will not leave me. Even when I feel like I'm alone, no, never alone, he promised never to leave me alone. And I came to tell somebody this morning, he is right there, even when it feels like yes. nobody else understands what you're facing, what you're dealing with. And what's going on? I want to drop down to verse number 19. Verse number 19. Are you with me? Amen. And so notice here what it says. Making sure that we're good so everyone's able to catch this word. Notice here what it says. 
verse number 19. It says, The Lord was with Samuel as he grew up, and let none of his words, what? Fall to the ground. Now, why is it significant? I'm coming to where I need to be. Why is it significant that he let none of his words fall to the ground? Because at that time period, there was no potency in what was said. People were declaring things, speaking things, offering sacrifices, but it had no power because the people at the altar were not priests. They were predators. But hear what I'm saying. I'm speaking now on the unction by the Holy Ghost. And we're living in a time, hear me by the Spirit of God. We're living in a time when many who should be professing the life of Christ are not living the life they preach and teach about. Amen. And what did God do here? God didn't spend all his time fighting with Eli and his sons to get their lives together. He moved on. And he went to Samuel, a little boy who had a purity of heart. It's a picture of what's going to happen again when Saul enters the same place. Why? Because for the immature, power is intoxicated. Wow. And whenever power becomes intoxicating, you ever saw somebody that was so nice to you and then they got a promotion? Oh, my God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. They, they would buy you breakfast sometime and you buy them breakfast and then they got a promotion and you almost didn't recognize the same person you thought you knew. Why? Because it was not the title. It was the inflation of the ego and the immaturity they've always had that rises to the surface once something comes that they never thought would come. I'll never forget late Bishop Long used to say years ago, he said, you won't ever have a problem with somebody at Elevator. Mm. <laughs> and we all just looked at him until I walked in his shoes and I said, oh my God, I see what he said. Because we sometimes get our identity from the wrong facts. Mm. And that's why uh, 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 whenever something goes south, people are ready. Have you know suicide rates are through the roof now? Why? Because we're not able to cope with our reality. We would rather live in a dream world instead of understanding where we are. Sometimes life is not fair. Amen. I know you don't hear that preach today because people don't want to tell. It's the truth. It's, true. it's not always fair. It's not always going to go the way you thought. You're not going to always win. You will sometimes lose. Jesus on the cross was not the biggest winner. They saw him as the biggest loser. But because he lost that day, you and I are able to win every day. Amen. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The gospel is good news for us. It was bad news at the time because everybody thought it was over for them folk following Jesus. And every time you discount a follower of Christ, you forget that the same one they crucified got up early on the third day morning and he looked death, hell, in the grave and said he is risen and every dead thing in your life can come back to life because he is risen yeah. and I want to speak to the dead bones of your life the dead areas of your life the drought areas of your life and declare he is risen this is your season to rise up Amen. to 
Rise up. Take up your bed and the walk. Moving quickly. No words. Bible says, uh, uh, he says here, and notice here uh, that the word of the Lord, none of the words of the Lord fell to the ground. So I want I want to practically uh, do this. Number one, first thing that God is saying for this hour, what's next? First thing we got to do is rise up. Everybody say rise up. First thing we got to do is rise up. We have to rise up and rise out of everything that is happening around us. That's the first thing. Second thing we want to do. Second thing we got to do. Matthew 5, 48. Matthew 5, 48. This is why you got to have the word in you. I don't suppose Y'all saw me up there trying to fiddle with that iPad thing. That's why I'm old-fashioned. It doesn't mess up on me. I'm, I got it in me. Matthew chapter 5, verse 48. <laughs> Notice it says, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Now, uh, uh, go down a little bit. Go down a little bit. Matter of fact, do we have a message on here? If we don't, it's fine. If we don't, it's fine. Uh, message, I'm going to read out the message translation. Can I do that? Amen. Matthew 5, 48. I want, I want to show you this in Matthew 5, 48. And then I'm coming to a close. Uh, give me some closing music in a few more minutes. Not yet. All right. Now notice here, Matthew 5, 48. Uh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Okay, here we go. Matthew 5, 48. Now I want to show you something in Matthew 5, 48. It's in the message translation. In a word, what I'm saying is grow up. Your kingdom subjects now live like it. Live out your God-created identity. Live generously and graciously toward others the way God lives toward you. So the first thing we got to do is rise up. Second thing we got to do is grow up. Second thing we got to do is grow up. Stop fighting with folk, uh, trying to get even with people that, that done did wrong and all of that. Got to grow up. Amen. 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 I ain't got to change. Someone said to me the other day, uh, what was it? They said something to me the other day. We say stuff all the time. <laughs> said something the other day about something. And, and was like, what do you think about that? I said, I don't have an opinion on that. Why don't you have an opinion on that? I said, because that's not any of my business. Amen. Said, oh, I said, <laughs> I don't have to comment on somebody else's life. Amen. Hello. Glory to God. Uh, uh, too many times the problem with our society today is that we think that we have to respond to everything. You do not. Amen. 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 Someone had tagged me in something, posted something. That, that was your tag. I got to respond to that. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I don't want to lose my focus dealing with stuff that's not important. Because what I'm noticing, anybody else noticing this, it's almost as if now the enemy is after our focus. Every time you turn around, I mean, sometimes I'll go on something, go on an app or something for something. And then I look at something and I forgot what I came on there for. Has that ever happened to anybody? I went on there to look to see if brother so-and-so is okay. And next thing I know, something comes up in the feed and I'm clicking on this and that and that. Why? Because they designed it that way. But we have to maintain our focus. Our focus. God wants us to maintain our focus. And that means that we've got to make sure that we don't fall prey to the attacks of the enemy as it pertains to our focus. Amen. Glory to God. Last thing I want to do. Last thing I want to, I want us to go very quickly to 1 Peter. 1 Peter. 1 Peter. And, and I want us to look at something. We're going to look at something. I'm going to give you, we can use the NIV for this. First Peter 
And we're going to go down to chapter, I'll tell you right now, because all my notes done, done shifted on me. This is why I'm, I'm never allowing this stuff. Amen. Uh, we're going to look at this, uh, the God of all grace. I dealt with this the other night. It's still in my spirit. God of all grace. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse number 10. Amen. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse number 10. Are you with me? Amen. Amen. It seems as if everything's trying to jam up. But this, this, I'm going to get this out. Amen. I'm going to get this out. I know what he told me to say. 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 10. All right. Uh, IG family, bless you. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10. And the God of all grace. Everybody say all grace. All say it again. All grace. all grace. Who called you into his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while. Now, we have seen a whole lot of suffering these last three years, have we not? Yes. Notice now what he says. Will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. He will restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. So the first thing I want us to be reminded of in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse number 19, Bible says, and the boy grew, and, let, and God let none of his words fall to the ground, and I told you it was a time to rise up. Then Matthew 5, 48, we just instructed you that we must what? Grow up. But here in 1 Peter chapter 5 and 10, we must stay up. Amen. And how do we stay up? I'm trying to make this practical so it works for you during the week. Does that make sense? Amen. How do we stay up? By allowing the Spirit of God to restore us. I hope God's going to restore you. You've poured out, lift your hands, son. You've poured out a whole lot these last two and a half years. You've gone through a whole lot of stuff. God's going to restore you. You received that? Glory to God. He's going to restore you. 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 Everybody in this is going to restore you. He's going to restore this church. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. He's going to restore this church. I was talking to a pastor the other day, and everybody, everybody got here. Everybody, big, high, low, don't make a difference. Everybody got here. And I was talking to the pastor the other day, and I said to him, I said, I said, I am more excited now to minister the word in light of everything that's going on because I believe that the pandemic has caused people who are really wanting God to be serious and those who don't to not. I'm going to say that again. The pandemic has caused everybody that's really serious about God is serious about God. And everybody that's not, you know who they are. Why? Because they, they post like they ain't serious about God. <laughs> Have you noticed it? Yeah. Why? Because when you are in isolation for a period of time, your true self comes out. Amen. Amen. Say that again. When you are in isolation, I'm closing softly, your true self comes out. When you are in isolation for an extended period of time, your facade, it won't be hidden anymore. Who you really are will come to the surface. That's why you ever want to know how you should connect with someone. If someone's the right person to be connected to, if someone's the right person to have uh, some kind of connection with, give it time. Because patience is a weapon that will always force deception to reveal itself. Wow. Patience wow. is a weapon that will always force deception to reveal itself. All you've got to do is wait. The motive, the motive will be 
revealed if you give it time. And what does God say to us today? He wants us to rise up, to grow up, and to stay up. By allowing the God of all grace to restore our hearts, to restore our minds, to keep our minds in perfect peace. I'm closing with this testimony. This week, uh, my wife and I experienced a spiritual warfare that was out of this world. And I said to her, I said, she said to me, why are we getting attacked like this? I said, because clearly we must be stepping into something. She said, we don't even bother nobody. All we do is just do what we call to do. I said, I said, the devil's mad. I said, and I ain't going to sit up here and send a bunch of messages to folks because some people, you think they praying for you and they really P-R-E-Y and they praying on you. Hello. Yes. And so you got to be very careful when you are under attack who you share it with. Because some people out there say, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Yes. Yep, exactly. I was sharing with my brother, stay with me. I shared with my brother the other day, I was sharing with him the other day about uh, if there was some stuff he did not know about when the fire had hit years ago when we had the building set on fire, we moved and all that. And I shared with him, I said, one of the hardest things that I was dealing with was spiritual. Why? Because I went to the doctor multiple times. Then, see, I can talk about it now. I went to the doctor, Sister Gerald, multiple times. I said, Doc, something is wrong with me. And he would check me up. Check me out. I said, no, you're fine. I said, no, something is wrong. Check me again. I went multiple times. Something was wrong. And I realized it was a spiritual thing. I went multiple times. I believe in going to die. I'm not one of those faith people that don't believe in going to die. My, my, my mother will tell you, when I'm saying, uh, give me whatever I need to take right now. I'll drink this. Whatever. Give it to Lay it on me. In Jesus' name, I'll receive it. I'm not, I'm not like that. But, but I was saying, I said, something is wrong. And it was an attack of the enemy. Do you know the enemy sometimes wants your mind to be under attack? All the time. You'll use people and use things to attack your mind. You understand what I'm saying? There were some people that that I didn't even understand because I'm not even that kind of person. And there's some people the area used to get under your skin. You don't even think they could crawl under it. Amen. Did that happen to somebody in here? Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so I had to learn. I had to learn how to refute those things. And renounce those things. I was, I was, I was at Walmart the other day. I was at Walmart the other day, and and I came out of the Walmart, and this this wave of anxiety hit me. And I'm not that type of person. I'm really not. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I just felt this attack come on me. Yep. And I said, I go, I said, what is this? It was like my heart started palpitating and, and I'm sitting there feeling all kind of despair and all this stuff is happening and I'm, I'm in the car with mother's and she said, oh, just put the windows down. I'm trying to take my shirt and all of it on. I, I was, it's like I was having some kind of something was going on. And it happened for about five minutes. I pulled up to my driveway and it stopped. Yes. Why? Because I pray all around my house. Amen. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yes, we do. I pray all around my house. Yes. Uh, do you? How many of you remember Hurricane Sandy? Mm-hmm. I'll never forget it. If you were in New York, you remember Hurricane. I remember Hurricane Sandy. I'll never forget when Hurricane Sandy happened. People were laughing at me because if you remember correctly, Sandy came around that Monday or Tuesday of the week. So people were talking about it that Sunday. 
I came out of church. Uh, my brother's my witness, and Ella Manning is my witness. He's not here, but he's my witness. I came out of church that morning because we were having service early back then. We had service at 830 back then. Yeah. And I came out of service. Do you know I'm closing? And when I came out of service, I came out of service. When I came out of the service, the Lord told me, Sister Geraldine, because Sandy was coming, the Lord said, get your oil and pray over the front of your house. I'll never forget it. And anoint the trees to the left and right of your house. Mm. Amen. Yes. And so I was out there anointing the trees and people was laughing at me because they thought I was hugging the tree. They were looking at me. I'm up there praying over the tree and I'm going for the name of Jesus. People, they're laughing. What's going on with him? He must have drank something last night. They thought something was wrong with me. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Yep. That, that wind of that hurricane hit so hard yep. on the next block, a tree that is still there now. The debt is still on that house now. Okay. The tree yeah, fell and broke that thing in half in front of that house. Yep. And I told my grandfather, I said, Grand, the Lord so told me, he said, well, get the oil and obey God, son. Yep. And I got the oil and I laid hand. Not one tree on our block fell. Wow. So true. Yes. And we didn't have water. Like Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? You have to sometimes obey God even if you look stupid in front of people. There yes. you go. Amen. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. And I'm telling someone, I don't know why God's giving me this word today. Yep. Sunday, this other day, Friday, Saturday, Friday. After that attack, I told you I had that attack Thursday, right? Friday, I get a text message while I'm in the street. He's yep. my witness. And when I get the text message, I called the person. And I said, um, I just got your message. I said, yesterday, you won't believe this, but I had some kind of attack come on me, and I began to describe it. He said, oh, my God, Bishop, that's what I was going through last night. He said, he said, and the Lord told me to call you to tell you about my problem, and I was scared to call you. He said, but I didn't realize that the exact time, I told him the time it happened, was what he was going through. So what I was experiencing was not for me. Somebody else. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. It was for someone else yep. that was in need. Amen. We sometimes, we're well, overtime. We sometimes think that the stuff we're going through is for us. No, nope, it's for somebody else. And you don't know what God is doing in someone else's life. Lord, I've done what you told me to say. I've said what you told me to say. I pray that you would confirm his words of silence and one that's following. Allow your people to be edified, to be encouraged. What's next? Have a dream with you. Give us wisdom. Cause us to rise up. Cause us to grow up. Cause us to stay up. In your word. We thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're not saved, out of the ark of safety, come to Jesus, come to Jesus just now. He will save you just now. Only trust him, only trust him just now. He is able, he is able just now. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart the Lord Jesus, and you are saved.